0: Good morning and welcome to another episode of The Chamber Files, the podcast of the downtown Des Moines Chamber of Commerce, the greatest chamber in the universe, ACCE's Chamber of the Year. We record this downtown at the Des Moines Radio Group, across from the Sculpture Garden. We're in the middle of the pandemic, but it doesn't stop Kate and I. Kate is our producer today, behind bulletproof grass in a welder's mask. She's wearing a hazmat suit, but she's still doing this thing. I am here with a guest. And before that, let me explain again Chamber Files, that's spelled with a PH, like Phoebe, my favorite friend from the show Friends. And that's because I'm here with a friend, the founder of Strategy by Design, my friend Fred Darbone. How are you, Fred? Doing good, Sid. Good. Now, Fred, we've known each other a while. Um, so before I get into Strategy by Design, because I think uh, you have a really cool company. Uh, talk to me about Fred. Like, where's Fred come from? How long have you been in Des Moines? What makes you tick?
1: I'm a native Midwesterner. Grew up in Kansas City. Um, spent some time in Seattle about 12 years. That was a great experience for a Midwest boy. Mm-hmm. Came back to the Midwest, and um, I really like it here it's home. Um, I really like uh, I really like the culture of Des Moines. I like everything that our city has to offer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is home. Nice. Um, so, I really like the arts and cultural community that we have here. So, we are very fortunate to have that.
0: All right. Now, Fred, how long have you lived in Des Moines? I've lived in the Des Moines area for five years. Okay. So, nice. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do in Des Moines?
1: I love to go to the Des Moines Arts Center. Uh, we are very fortunate to have that organization. Yeah. Um, I like my favorite coffee shops. Okay, um, I like my neighborhood uh, places. I live in the Ingersoll neighborhood, the right. greatest neighborhood in Des Moines. There you opinion. go. Okay. Um, I really love, we have great restaurants there like Eaterie A, mm-hmm. uh, the Star Bar, um, Jesse's Embers. Mm-hmm. Um, great Des Moines places.
0: So, uh, now, Fred, now talk to me about your professional life. Uh, you obviously have founded... Strategy by Design here in Des Moines. Uh, what's your background, and uh, talk to me about the journey that led you to founding Strategy by Design?
1: Well, I've always worked with nonprofits, um, nonprofits and congregations, and I started years ago. Um, I won't tell you how long. Yeah. Uh, working with uh, congregations that had been going through trouble or the difficulty, uh, had significant conflict. Um, were fa- uh, one. One one setting was two congregations that had been hit by the 2008 flood mm-hmm. in Cedar Rapids. And as they were exploring a future together, um, they allowed me to work with them to do some organi- organizational development and some planning as they created a future together. I found I really liked that work. It was very rewarding. Mm-hmm. I was part of a study group, the Systems Thinking Study Group, as part of the Iowa Quality Center. And we studied systems theory and design, and I began to see some new applications there. Uh, colleagues there began asking me to help them with their nonprofit strategic planning processes, mm-hmm. um, and it just it just grew from there.
0: Very cool. Now, yes. Strategy by Design mm-hmm. is the company you founded. Uh, what it's, it's what is its major focus?
1: We focus very specifically on working with with nonprofit organizations um, exclusively. With their strategic planning, with their visioning, with their organizational development, but specifically using strategic planning as an umbrella methodology, mm-hmm. um, a practice uh, for helping them work through their challenges.
0: Okay, now, um, you know, we are in the middle of a global pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to spend too much time talking about this because this podcast will live forever, as you well know. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the nonprofits, uh, outside of a fundraising perspective, let's put fundraising off to the side, uh, because those, have, those present its own unique challenges, and we've talked about this on the mm-hmm. podcast before. But what are some of the challenges that a nonprofit profit is, is facing in this post-pandemic world, or in this world that we have right now?
1: Well, strategic planning is all about helping an organization build their capacity uh, to operate and to be a good fit with their environment. Obviously, our environment has changed radically uh, with, uh, with the pandemic, uh, with funding, um, with limited resources, with the needs to collaborate, mm-hmm. uh, work with other organizations to find ways to, uh, to work together to accomplish their common mission mm-hmm. um, in, in their community, and also really to work with uh, decreased resources. Uh, that is one of the challenges. And strategic planning helps an organization explore their uh, explore their challenges, understand their situation, and and build their capacity for a changed environment. Mm-hmm. So now is a very good time for organizations to review their strategic plans, even if they've done one. If you, even if they did a process one or two years ago, things have radically changed. Right, and so. Well,
0: let me put you on the spot, here, Fred, because you're obviously a learned person as far as strategic planning goes. So. Things have changed because of a pandemic. Mm -hmm. So as we recreate that, revisit it, we have a new strategic planning focus to help us deal with the world we're in right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would be the impetus to do that if your mindset was, hey, if there's a vaccine or things change back to normal, what was the point of doing all that? Then we just go back to the old ways of doing things.
1: Well, one way to look at this, Ronald Heifetz and Martin Litsky, uh, they talk about the difference between adaptive change and technical change. They've made clear the point that the worst failure of leadership is to treat, treat, treat an adaptive change as a technical change. Tec- treating a, the pandemic as a technical change would be thinking it's something that's going to be easily solvable, it's going to go away, we won't have to deal with it. An adaptive challenge looks at it as this is going to require long-term learning, uh, development, uh, adaptation in our viewpoint and how we operate in our culture In our understanding of our situation, Mm -hmm. and so that's gonna—it's gonna call—it's gonna call for deep learning um, and and change in an organization. Because even if the pandemic, we had a vaccine next week, the way things have changed is not going um, to—it's not going to go away. I
0: love the fact that you talked about that and that's why I was hoping you'd answer the question you threw with the sort of tea up there fred it is a beautiful thing right adaptive change mm-hmm. and that's where the strategic planning process is sort of the most important thing mm-hmm. when you're trying to learn how to adapt now let's mm-hmm. talk about the people side of that uh one of the things about adaptive change is obviously what some people call a culture change or uh, looking at a organization's culture to see if that's do you think people are more resistant to change if it's something that they have to invert, uh, sort of examine themselves and realize they're the ones that need to change a culture etc.
1: Or another another area where where leaders make uh, make serious mistakes is they fail to underestimate the impact of any change on an organization. Uh, they fail to take into account the human element. Um, I know my friend Roxanne Pals is mm-hmm. uh, very strong on, on the human element, mm-hmm. and she is very right. Mm-hmm. Uh, hello, Roxanne, if you're listening. Roxanne's That's a good great. friend of Roxanne's, mine, Roxanne's, too. That's Roxanne's great. great. Uh, but leaders, they underestimate the, the impact of any change— on an organizational system and by the system i mean the people the people that are working together uh, that have developed relationships that have developed a culture a way of understanding things a way of being uh when you uh, go into an organization and they and somebody says this is how we do things around here this is what they are really saying the subtext of that is this is who we are this is who we understand ourselves to be why are you challenging who we are because you're you're putting me in a neutral zone mm-hmm. uh, where I left what's familiar. I don't know what's ahead. I'm in this neutral zone. I need some help navigating this because I haven't been here before. Right. Any change is going to create that kind of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So
0: that's awesome. And Fred, is uh, strategy by design? Uh, you only work with nonprofits, or do you work with pretty much small businesses or anything else that may need your assistance?
1: I particularly work with nonprofits. Nonprofits are my passion because right. of what they do for our community. Um, our communities would be very poor if it wasn't for the work of the nonprofits. Absolutely. Um, and
0: so, Fred, if there's a nonprofit listening right now and they're thinking to themselves, "Hey, we need some help with, you know, strategic planning mm-hmm. uh, or something else, maybe potentially," how would how what would you think would be the best way to go about it? Just pick up the phone, give you a call, go to your website. How would you suggest they start that process?
1: They can go to our website, Strategy by Design, um, and uh, and send. Senior, they can contact me. I'm not hard to find. I'm a right. member of our of our wonderful downtown chamber, and like you, we're the greatest chamber in the universe. Yes, sir. Um, so uh, that that is very true. They can contact me through that, uh, and we will help you understand um, uh, different possibilities. And again, what, what strategic planning does at its best, it increases an organization's capacity um to to and sus- to be sustainable for the long term mm-hmm. uh, to re-examine its mission, be the create the best fit possible between the organization and the current circumstances mm-hmm. and also to understand themselves. you know, really, People think about strategic planning, and they think about the plan, uh, the written document. Mm-hmm. John Bryson, one of our primary thinkers uh, in our in nonprofit strategic planning, said something that caught my attention. He said that the document is probably the least important outcome of a strategic planning process, mm-hmm. and then he emphasized the process, the organizational learning that takes place understanding ourselves understanding each other mm-hmm. understanding how we can work together uh, uh, to to better fulfill our mission
0: um, and so it's like the journey and all the people you meet along the way not so much the destination exactly it's okay. the
1: process the process right. has amazing benefits for an organization
0: what's your uh, favorite part of the strategic planning process that you know you mentioned it's your passion I can it, I can, just by talking to you can tell it is your passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, But there's different elements of the strategic planning process. What's the one that gives you the warm and fuzzies?
1: When we're sitting around the table and we are identifying things that we need to make plans for and lights go on around the table Mm -hmm. of seeing new possibilities Mm -hmm. for a situation that were not considered before. Nice. That is incredibly gratifying. Because you know you've done your job to help the organization build their capacity. And you've created, you've structured an environment, a learning environment, where people have conversations among themselves. It's amazing what happens when people have conversations together Mm -hmm. around the table about things that they care about. And then new insight comes up uh, among them, just bubbles up out of that process. And you are just a facilitator of that learning. Mm -hmm. You know you've done your work and you know you've made a contribution right. when they come up with new insights based on the conversations that you're facilitating. That's, uh, it's that's very the gratifying. Yeah,
0: that's that's amazing, and you almost see the little light bulbs light up above their heads and you sense the room the atmosphere the the energy in that room change and it's right. uh, that's 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 a beautiful moment now fred talk to me about uh, you know if you're listening right now and you're thinking hey i don't know if i need this or maybe i do what's going through an organization or person's mind at the time where they need to know hey this is what i need to start doing like what are the some of the 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 things and that what I would call the whirlwind that are happening in their brains right now.
1: Well, they know that changes uh, that the organization is going through changes. Um, for instance, they know that they are going to have a change in leadership. That's a first. That's an important time to do uh, strategic planning. Um, they uh, they uh, realize that maybe they don't have a plan. It's amazing the number of organizations that don't have a plan, where it's been years since they've done one. Mm-hmm. Um, But probably our biggest barrier for strategic planning is the experiences of many people that have experienced poor planning processes Ah. by inexperienced or unqualified uh, uh, facilitators that uh, created an unhelpful experience. Mm -hmm. And so that's created a negative impression uh, because they haven't had the opportunity to learn all the benefits that just those conversations can have for the organization. Right. Uh, so that's also something that's going through their mind. Yeah. Uh, their negative experiences in the past because a facilitator did not do it well.
0: That's 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 really good because sometimes you do have situations where the strategic plan was probably created with just the leaders in the room and didn't have the buy-in from the who it was representing. Or there's been a change in leadership, like you mentioned, and maybe that strategic plan is not something – the new leaders can carry forward, etc. So, and,
1: and that is something that we emphasize. <clears throat> that people will have, yeah. I actually, I think we need to move remove buy-in from our vocabulary. Mm-hmm. It's been said, and I wish I know who said it. And I wish I was the one that originally oh, said it. it. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, people were more. People will are more. Prone to support a plan that they've had a hand in shaping. Mm-hmm. That's why in, in non-profit strategic planning, as opposed to for-profit strategic planning, we look at the stakeholders, the stakeholders anyone that has a claim on the organization or is impacted by the organization, and we take those stakeholders into account, mm-hmm. and we involve them in the in the planning process. At least representatives mm-hmm. of each group that's going to be impacted by what the organization does, right. and by include by by a, a con- another common mistake is when an organization does a strategic planning process, and just a few leaders go off on a retreat somewhere and come mm-hmm. up with a plan, and they come back and they try to get buy-in mm-hmm. uh, and sell the plan to the organization. You know, people aren't stupid, you know. They right. they know that when they're trying to be when they're being sold a bill of goods, and when the suits come back from a retreat with a new plan, right. people are wondering, oh no, who's going to get fired, and is my pension plan safe?
0: Exactly. I like so that, they though. don't
1: create, uh, involving all the stakeholders right. and involving people in creating the plan that will affect them creates a very important element of psychological safety for hmm. the people in the organization.
0: And that's why you call Fred Darbone and Strategy by Design. He's the man with the plan. He's got all the answers. Now, Fred, we're going to wrap up here. Uh, you know... I love talking to you, and I know we could talk for hours. In fact, one of the times we got together and had coffee, we just ended up talking about life in general mm-hmm. for a few hours. Now, one of the things that strikes me when I have conversations with you is you're a very well-read person. So if you had to pick a book that any of our listeners <laughs> could read right now that's not, you know, the, the typical everyone kind of knows about, that sort of you feel... Uh, would be beneficial to them, not necessarily for strategic planning, but just to be better human beings, what book would you tell them to go read and pick up right now? A lot
1: of people got free time right now, Fred. Actually, anything by Brene Brown mm-hmm. will, be very, will be very helpful. I've been I've been transformed by her works, where she takes and her podcasts Mm -hmm. uh, and her and her MBR segments when she talks about uh, when she talks about vulnerability, uh, building resilience, Mm -hmm. uh, having a rumble with our preconceptions and the story that we're telling ourselves. Mm -hmm. Those have helped me personally, and I anything uh, Brene Brown does or writes will be very helpful.
0: That's great advice. Big fan myself. Uh, You know. People, check out strategybydesign.com. That's hyphenated, so it's Mm -hmm. strategy-by-design.com. Fred Darbone is the man about town. If you have a chance to reach out to him, grab a cup of coffee, I promise you it's going to be one of the more interesting coffees you've had. Uh, You can just talk about anything, and he's a great person uh, to just sort of uh, listen to, and uh, he'll have a lot of things to say about a lot of things you probably want to know about. Uh, this is Sid Walker. This has been The Chamber Files. Thank you so much for joining us, Fred. Thank we could so. talk forever, and I love just having a chance to, uh, you know, get into your mind a little bit. Uh, we're here at the Des Moines Radio Group. Kate, the greatest producer in the world. Calvin, I think, has just quit this podcast. In fact, if he comes back from wherever he's at, we're probably going to tell him, no, I'm kidding, Calvin. We miss you. Kate, sorry, Calvin's my guy. Uh, if you'd like to record your own podcast you can do so at the Des Moines Radio Group they're conveniently located across from the Sculpture Garden they have a studio, they'll give you a producer you'll have an editable file if you want to do that, please contact Michael Hope they've been great to the chamber and great to work with so thank you guys, thanks for listening